<laughs> All right, I'm waiting. Oh, good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Hi, y'all. I'm glad you're all here and you're all there. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, my Christmas was amazing in that I didn't do anything. Nothing. I literally did nothing. I went to the gym on Christmas Eve. And so Christmas Day, I turned out, I just didn't want to do it. I, just, I didn't go to my family house. I didn't respond to my son. I didn't do it. I was just like out of it. I'm like, praise the Lord. So, but it was really nice. It was nice to have a downtime. Um, how was your Christmas? Daniel. Pretty much the same. Oh, yeah? I, I talked to my family. I talked, yeah. to, I talked to my sister and my aunt. They like you? I mean, I try not. I try for them not to like me, but they still like me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my sister, I don't, I don't She might be. Your sister don't like you? Like, I'm too honest with her. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Uh, who went to dinner with family on Christmas? Oh. How did that go? Amazing. Oh, yeah, what happened? Started off uh, in the afternoon, drove over to my step-grandpa's house with my mom and my brother, went and ate over there, and then I went over with my uncle to his family's house, and then I went and drove over to my grandma's house, and then I dropped off a cousin at his house, so I went and seen everybody and their mama. Amazing. So you guys didn't have no serious conversation or anything, right? A little bit. But nobody got upset. Well, they did. They didn't show it. Oh, good, man. Oh, Amazing. So I'm glad I didn't go to family members. I'm sure we would have had a mess going on. It would have been a war. But anyway, so we're supposed to have a young man open it up this morning. He's not here, so I have to do it. I, uh, I have a theme for this upcoming year. Uh, hopefully that's going to help you remember. So remind me before it's over today what that theme for next year is, all right? Uh, let's see here. Anybody have any questions or anything before I get rolling? Okay, right here. I have a disagreement. Ooh. Yeah, I got a bone to pick with you. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Lately, you've been mentioning a lot on your radio that black people were created to destroy. Right. I agree in the sense that, yes, they are used as pawns to be manipulated, to to be used. Right. I don't think, if you say create, I think that God created. And God created everyone to be equal. He didn't create them to be destroyed. It's just uh, the, Satan and the world has got them to be used as pawns. But they do, they do destroy equally. Yeah. Mm. The blacks or everybody? The blacks. Well, some are good. Not all, not all, not all, but most. So you disagree with me about that? I disagree when you say that, that they're created. Who all disagree? Hermes, my PR guy, disagree with me too. Yes, Hermes. Yeah, I, I agree. That word created... I have a problem with that. You have a problem with yeah. it? Ooh. <laughs> it's wrong. Well, why do you have a problem with it? I just think created is, it's like saying the whole entire race is cursed or like God created a certain race just to be wicked and evil. So, exactly. you know, we don't know what God's heart or intention was. and You don't know what God's heart is? Yeah. Oh. So to say they were created for that purpose it just sounds a little extreme. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I believe that, like, 
one of your books says that the alchemists have used them to push them to push an agenda to and then to force force feed them lies, manipulate them. That I agree with one hundred percent, but I don't think they were created. Oh, okay. This young man right here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This your first time here? Yes, this is my first time here. Okay. What's your first name? Eric. Eric, welcome, man. Thank you. And so, have you ever heard me say that? Yes, I have. And what do you think about it? I think I agree with both of these gentlemen that the word created implies intent. I could think of many names to call them. (laughs) (laughs) It implies an intent that that was the purpose, the sole purpose for being here is to destroy. Right. And I think we all have, you know, that perfection inside of us like a piece of that right. from from god so it's hard for me to believe that someone's purpose could be soon to be and she black she black well you better you better not say that <laughs> uh, <laughs> when is your wedding uh march congratulations thank you that's cool where are you from michigan Right on. We drove down from Santa Barbara. Right on. Welcome, man. Thank you. Any questions for me or anything? Not right this minute. Okay. We should have talked about that on the way. And what's your name? Your fiance? Let me talk to your fiance. Brittany. Brittany. Nice name. And so have you heard me say that? I have. And what do you think about it? She black. What do you think? I am partially black, yes, Jesse. Partially black? Well, I mean, you know, I'm also comprised of like 31% European and a few other oh, things, yeah. but yes. I got a little um, Indian in me, some white, so I'm messed up too. Okay. Yeah. So what, you disagree with me about that? Um, yeah, I guess I would say similar to what my fiance Eric said and these other two gentlemen, that I don't think that God's intent would be for us to be evil or destroyers. Oh, okay. So. Any qu- I'm glad you're here. Any questions? I'm also happy to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me, Jesse. That's amazing. Um, not at the moment, but okay. perhaps Anything later pops on. up, let me know. Okay. All right. Did you have your hand more? Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't hear you say God created black people to destroy. Thank you. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I don't ever remember saying God created them to do that. And if you were to look around like this place, you could say this place is created so people will talk and feel welcome and comfortable. And if you were to go to someone swinging from the ceiling, choose your race, you know what I mean? And you look at their room, you're like, this was created to destroy. Look at all these awful things. It's dirty here. You know what I mean? It's not well kept. The dogs, you know, it's created not by God. But, I mean, I hear you say it specifically like Generation after generation, it's not just um, the black culture. It's also the public schools. Yeah. They create an environment for for just hatred yeah. and just awfulness. I, I don't think... Um, You're the smartest man in this room. And I'm Mexican. <laughs> yes, Hermes. No, I was, gonna, <laughs> I was about to ask, have I ever said God created the blacks to destroy? Yes, sir. Well, I was just going to say, comment also that I have heard you say that they were recreated. Yes. 
which is also a form of creation, right? But it's not saying uh, the, in, it's in their design, it's saying it's in the circumstance. Right? Up until the civil rights movement, black people were decent, noble, family. Uh, there are some bad ones, I'm sure, but overall they treated people, and we were taught to treat everyone the way we would like to be treated. And um, we were never taught to hate. But once the civil rights movement started, when they started that whole movement, black people were recreated during the civil rights movement to hate white people. Uh, by their leadership, they started blaming the whites. and blaming, I never heard of it before. They started blaming them because they knew that the Jim Crow law was not all white people in the South or anywhere did not support the Jim Crow law. It was created to control, but a lot of white people were against that. And the black people knew it. And they were, you know, so we got along because we knew it. But once the civil rights movement started, that's when the blacks were recreated. And their whole purpose is to hate and destroy. And they've gotten worse and worse and worse over the, over the years. Each generation get worse. Um, James, I mean, uh, Nick, come remove it so I can see the people over there. Um, and so I said that they were recreated, but I never said God created them like that. But they were created because they were taken away from the family. They started following the so-called leaders and listening to the old people. They started think, stopped thinking for themselves and all that kind of good stuff. So they were recreated. Nah. I'll rest my case. Thank you, sir. You're the second smartest white man in it. Are you white? Yes, sir. I'm glad you're clarifying yourself. I had nothing to clarify. <laughs> I never said God. But you know I, that when you say created, the implication is that it's God. I mean, they're created. Only listen to Satan saying that he no, said no, God. No, you no, you said created. But I agree, I agree with the recreation part. Yeah. That's right. See, you need to be like Mark. So I never said God. You, so you disagree or agree now? It makes more sense. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that bone back? <laughs> I'll find another one. Amazing. Let me take James first, Raymond, then I come to Yes, James. You said you had a theme, have a new theme for this coming year? Yes. What was your theme for this past year? I didn't have one this year. I thought you, I thought you did, though. Oh, it looked like we did start out with one. Huh? Everybody, not rich, but start focusing on finances. No, it was. That's not a theme. Here, Mark. 2019 was no sin. 2018 was know thyself. 2017 was do not let the left hand know what the right is doing. Ooh, you got yourself a smart man. (laughs) You're gonna have to get up early in the morning to fool Mark. So I, I have a new... So last year was what? No sin. This year. Oh, did everybody sin all year? Yeah. yeah. So I said no sin. They went out sinning. <laughs> Whenever you tell somebody not to do it, that's when they want to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, amazing. Uh, in the white cap inside the building. <laughs> did you sin this year? Uh, probably, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I don't want to ask you what it was. Okay, good point. We, we want to have a nice year ending. 
And you couldn't help yourself? Yeah, I couldn't help myself. Did you want to do it? Uh, no. You, you didn't want to? Well, I mean, I must have wanted to at some point because I did. Oh. So it's hard when you, you're used to it that you don't even know you do it anymore. Wow, you see it so much you don't even know it now. That's half the time. That's half amazing. Half the time you do it, you're like, oh, my God. I was a God. sinner, but I was never that much a sinner. It's, when you, it's, it's kind of when you look back on it, it's like, oh, my God, I did it again. Yeah, amazing. We'll cut it out. All right? Yes, uh, right here. I, you know, I always ask myself, do I have what it takes to take care of myself? Because uh, How old are you now? Okay. I'm 61. What? And you still ask yourself that? Well, I, uh, if I can, if I don't, uh, if You're I don't, 61, I always, Raymond? if I don't, I may get into a situation which I, which may be bigger than myself. And besides, my uh, my mother is 90 years old. She may need somebody. Uh, uh, she may need help in the future. Whatever. <laughs> I, I know I should rise above this, but that's uh, that's the reality of my situation. Suffer and die. You're going to suffer until you get over it, until you wake up, that's for sure. Um, so, anybody else? Oh, James, you had some, some stuff on me? Oh, yeah. Christine, how you doing? I'm all right. You know, a little happy. Oh, yeah, it looked pretty messy. Christine cleaned the building for us, and she left the stage. A spot on the stage, where is it? I see one right here. <laughs> and right there. I thought you told me she could clean. Everything else is nice. Oh, okay. I'm not ready yet. I feel better. So let's respond to the biblical question this week. All right? Um... The biblical question, what does it mean to be a person of openness? Isn't that like a good question? It's mind-blowing. The young lady in the back want to respond first. But, Who, right, me? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I can just tell. <laughs> um, this is your first time here? First time at church, but we were, my sister and I went to your um, women's forum last Oh. Last oh, yeah. year, um, I remember. Do you, oh no, our brother turned us on to you because of was it a monkey or head from corn? He was like, yeah. So that's where. Right on. Yeah. A great way. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And by the way, we are Mexicans, and we were waiting outside for forty-five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So not all, not all, not all are always <laughs> late. <laughs> I stayed up all night to get a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Gracias. Gracias. Yeah. Mamma mia. You, so much, you, have, you don't know the impact that you've had on our life, on our brother, me and my sister and our brother, the three of us. Yes. Our parents aren't too happy about it, but especially our mama. Uh, we oh, told her this morning mama. when she, we were leaving, we go, don't worry, mom, we're going to give Uncle Jesse a big hug for you. And she's all, That's right. Well, we're going to take a picture together for mama. <laughs> That's going to be our Christmas card next year. We're going to let mama uh, year in with a real bang. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. don't leave. We'll take a picture for mama. Yeah. We tell her, come with us, mom. You know? She's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. But yes, the open-mindedness. Yeah. So I- are you a person of openness? 
of openness. What does that mean to be a person of openness? Well, I think that it, I think it's dangerous to be open because in your live you, like my sister always says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Okay. So to me, I'm just only open to what God wants me to do, not to what the world um, influences me to, to say, you know, um, with all the craziness that's in going on right now. It's bad out there, huh? The world is doomed. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, what do you? What does it mean to be a person of openness? I think that when when I hear that, I, my first thing when you when we were watching you last week, and my first thought was someone who is. I don't. I don't want to say like. Maybe I do want to say yeah. Someone who's easily influenced. Someone who is. Um, like, I, I'm all about listening to what you have to say and what somebody, you know, like when, we, when my sister and I are talking, I'll say, hey, does this X, Y, and Z, am I wrong to think that? Or is, do you think that that's the right thing to do? I think that's being open. But to say that if I'm an open person, no, no, uh-uh. You're because not. No, uh-uh. No, because I, I like to, I have my own way of thinking. I think that as long as I answer to two people in this world, and that's myself and God, and I feel that if I'm okay with what I'm saying and God's okay with it, I think he is. You know, we don't know. But I, I don't, yeah, no, I'm not an open person at all. I'm kind of stuck in my own kind of. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me ask a young man in a, a gold sweater there. What does it mean to be a person of openness or yellow sweater or whatever? It's, uh, it's whatever. Uh, <clears throat> whatever color. A person oh, you're back visiting, huh? Oh, welcome back. No wonder he's smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a person of openness. It just when I hear that, I hear, uh, I, I hear that um, when people say, "Oh, I'm like an open book," or "Open, open, open," you know, um, like like they were saying, I don't, I don't know if. If for sure, if that's the best way to go about things, open with everything, because that means you can be open to this spirit, to that spirit, to you know whatever, all these spirits. That's that's what I think when you say, "Oh, I'm open person." Like I'm open to whatever. I'm open to. So, are you an open person? Me? No, not not yeah. at all. I'm okay. like, Phew. yeah. No. No. Right next to you. Oh. <laughs> How long you been in town? Um, a week now. Oh, welcome back. Yeah. And what does it mean to be a person of openness? Uh, Well, when I hear it, it's the same that they said about um, just uh, open, like not having like, um, I just think in this realm, like in this world for me, being open all the time, it's it's dangerous, right? Because you're living in within people that you don't know and that they're living in sin and everybody's from the world. But I think when you're connected to God and you're open to his, like you're open to his voice in, into you, that I think that's the way you have to be open. It just depends who are you opening with. And oh, okay. for, with God, I feel like I'm open within the world. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm having troubles with that. Like I normally do open myself a lot to these things. Yeah. Uh, well, and I'm trying to work on those because I've seen my life being wrecked from them. And 
I'm getting there. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting to le be less and less open with everybody else and just open with God. Amazing. Yeah. Let me ask Doug and then here. Doug can't wait to answer this. Can you repeat What does question? it mean to be a person of openness? I, I would imagine to be able to listen to all views. So what now? Listen to all views. And uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, this is like an amazing question. This is the kind of question that made you want to go home and slap your mama. <laughs> Don't slap your mama. I'm just playing. All right. Yes, sir. I would imagine you'd just you'd be open to at least listen to everything. Um, you'd kind of want to be open to know what the enemy is doing, just kind of see how they do things, so you know how to deal with it. Uh, without having much thought about it. I don't know what else to say about it. All right. Uh, right here, right there, and this young man, dying to answer. <laughs> yes, sir. So I'm hearing, okay, he kind of said half my answer right there. I think that there's like two types of openness. Uh, one you is. you hear me ask this on the radio? The what? Did you hear me ask this question on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Have you been thinking about it at all? Yes, oh, okay. very much. Um, so there's the good openness, which is being open-minded and open to the idea of you, you know, being wrong and then somebody else being right. And then there's the bad type of openness, which is like being like an open book where you can reveal too much about yourself and talk you? too much. I'm both. <laughs> I'm working on the other one. I'm working on the bad one because, like, the more I realize, the more, like, I see other people being too open. And I used to be that kind of person, and I still have a little bit of it. But now it's like everybody's way too open, especially about politics and Trump and all that. And, and everybody's way too emotional about it. And it, it reminds me of myself, like, before the Trump days, I was, like, very like paranoid and fearful about government and all these things like that. And now I'm a little open to like, you know, there might be some hope, you know, but back then I was that guy that was like paranoid about, you know, all that. And now I'm seeing everybody else being paranoid about it. So I feel like that that's a weakness that people have. They're like just, you know, way too talkative sometimes about their opinions, not even knowing if they're, you know, correct. So Amazing. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that's my Right here. And then here. Openness means that uh, you don't have any fear. The first three people who talked, I thought it was strange because uh, they, uh, they felt like when they were open and they, they got punished for it. It felt like um, they were scared or they felt like if you're too open, then something bad's going to happen. But what's, 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 what's their fear? So are you a person of openness? I try and be open, but I notice that when I'm not open, it's, cause of, it's, it's, it's because it's fear. Like uh, something I'm ashamed of or something I'm embarrassed about. Oh, okay. Um, is this your first time here? Yeah. Is that your brother? Uncle. No. Oh, you he look just great, like right? him. No. So what? He, he looks great, right? You guys look just alike. Really? I guess all Asians look alike, right? <laughs> I, I wish I had the facial hair. Are you guys Asian or Filipino? Vietnamese. Oh, Vietnamese. Yeah. Is that all the same? 
Basically, much, right? Oh. No, BBs are way better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so any questions? I'm glad you came, man. Any questions for me? Um, no, I'm just here to listen and learn. Oh, okay. Amazing. You have a, an amazing uncle, good uncle. Really. Uh, uh, we're, let the, no, let, bring the mic back so the lazy black man can get up at the chair. See, only the Mexicans and the blacks sit down with the mic. Oh. <laughs> You're dying to answer this, right? <laughs> so what does it mean to be a person of openness? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? No. Are you an open person? Um, I guess not. I don't know. Probably trying to know myself. Are you trying to know yourself? Yeah. Do you know your name? Of course I know my name. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first name? Jorge. Oh, hey, this is your first time here? Yes, sir. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you very kind. Uh, any questions for me? Uh, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm thankful of, to come across your channel. Right and on. Stuff and How old are you? 28. Did you yeah. go and forgive your mother yet? Yes, of course. How did I, that go? I drove all the way to TJ and did it. Oh, you did? And I took my sisters with me. You went all the way to Mexico to forgive her? Yes. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, that's some serious forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. It was, so how did it go? Uh, it was uh, uh, It was difficult. It was difficult for me to forgive her because I thought she was... Uh, A little louder for me? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought It was difficult to forgive her because I thought it was... Uh, I thought she was perfect and she never messed up or anything but she really was uh she has some mental um psychological problems yeah and um yeah i drove all the way to tj and i took my sisters and i kind of influenced them to do it they did it too yeah they did it too right and on, stuff man. like that and um so yeah i drove like two hours and i was over there and then after that i mean i went to go and forgive my dad as well right after that and uh I'm grateful for that because I spent all Christmas with him for right like two days. And and um, honestly, I'm thankful for that father's love that I can uh, have in my life now. And I'm going to probably spend New Year's with him as well. That's amazing. So um, other than that, um, I took your uh, wisdom and I applied it. And because, um, uh, I mean, I grew up in a so-called Christian church, but obviously the things around the house wasn't. Um, Christian at all? Yep. And um, because <laughs> obviously, like my mom did hate my dad because I remember jumping around in a Camaro, and she was just by herself, all angry, and I'm just like, why is she mad or whatnot? And then after a while, I started getting abusive. She just started randomly hitting me, and I'm just obviously getting spiritually traumatized, and I'm like, why am I getting hit? Yeah. Why am I? Why, what's going on? And then I didn't know that that would affect me later on in life because she, then my aunt would raise me and then she was all in the church and she was very emotional. She destroyed my life even more. And then I went to another aunt and I, she destroyed my life even more. So I was just a ball of emotions and, um, and their husbands were very, very weak to protect me from them as well. And... Um, I also forgave them before my birthday. 
I've, I've forgiven all my aunts and my uncles for destroying my life, right for being weak. Yeah. And I don't know them anything anymore. And they, they kind of try to, like, hold me down. And I'm, like, just taking it a, every day, like you said, uh, just live. That's right. Because God loved me, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's what I'm just trying to do because, I mean, I've studied uh, the Bible for, like, two years, going to a Methodist church and, oh, go to church, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it was just mostly the um, my aunts yeah. and women that would, oh, you can go study and stuff like that. And and i just been dealing with a lot of uh, lies that now it's hard for me to overcome, but. I'm learning. You'll be fine now. You're on your yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I did that, and I'm grateful, and I just try to just... Right on, uh, man. Yeah. How did your mother accept the forgiveness part? How was she saying? Um, she just stood quiet, I guess, playing dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Also, my aunts as well. Then they tried to get angry, or but I didn't care. Like you said, I just... That's between them and God, and I did what I had to do. Right on. And then as well as my dad, even though my dad is... Um, Smoking pot and stuff. So. Pot smoker. Yeah. <laughs> Did you and, hit the joint? Uh, no. Oh yeah. No, I didn't joint. hit the joint. Even though I would, I, even <laughs> though wherever he was going on New Year's Eve, he'd be rolling a joint. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just being the fact around him. Yeah. I was grateful, and I mean there was another guy there, but he's not all there in his mind. But I was spend time with him. Right on. So yeah, that's what's going on. Nothing like returning to the father. Uh yeah, of course. It's uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. You made my day. You about to bring out all the mama in me, right? Oh no, <laughs> we um, that's amazing. Yeah, so. good man. Any questions for me? Um, I'm just listening to your podcast every day, and I mean, are you doing the silent prayer? Yes, every day. Stay with it. I, I've been staying with it for like, I haven't stopped. Even though it's like five minutes, ten minutes, yeah. twenty minutes, thirty minutes, I try to do it, and um. I, if I want to read the scripture, I just read a little something and I just go about my day, or you know, I'm not because I really was really engraved in me to really learn the Bible, like learn it, learn it, That's learn it, learn it, and pray yeah. and pray and pray and and you're right, all the stuff that I did, I was still after I was still smoke pot, I would do drink, and, you yeah. know, eventually I would go my way and do whatever I guess I did, so. Well, you're blessed, man. Right yeah. on. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So, I don't I'm, know. If anything pop up, let me know. You have a question, all right? Of course. Okay. I would do. Victoria and then Hermes about the openness. What does it mean to be a person of openness? So, what? It's going to be short. <laughs> you what? I said it's going to be a short answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you an open person? No. Okay. What does it mean to be a person of openness? Um, every time you mentioned it on the radio this week, I consciously didn't want to think about it. So I just said, oh, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I don't want to ponder it. But um, as people are talking, what I'm thinking is that it could just be um, accepting that I don't know everything and I don't know the answers to everything. And in doing that, I'm kind of, I guess, keeping myself open um, to allow God in to kind of guide things for me instead of trying to think that I know all the answers and I know, you know, what the next step is to take. 
up here. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. It's more being open to just letting things happen. So, Amazing. Yeah. Told you. Uh, let me take Irma's and then the young lady next to Victoria. I didn't raise what? my hand. I know. That's why I called <laughs> on you. <laughs> what does it mean to, and then I got to end this a little bit because my speaker is here. Oh, okay. He's, he's not a beta. I take it back. I call you a beta. Oh, he's not here. I thought I saw him come in. Uh, the lights are shining, so I can't see. He's still a beta. Yes, Hermes. So the question is, what does it mean? To be a person of openness. Um, I think it is somebody that is willing to uh, look at themselves and admit when they're wrong and be open to seeing they're wrong. Are you a person of openness? I'm not, but I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. so you're just talking about yourself right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to it. But, you know, it's funny. When I thought about it when you asked it. Yeah, it's such a good question. The wor- you know, I know that the worldly way is to be kind of like that shallow openness, you know, to be open and be open to ideas and be open to everything that comes in and right. be receptive. and all kind of way. Yeah, but I realize I'm not that you way. I don't know if that's... To beat me. <laughs> I'm definitely not that way. All my life. <laughs> and I don't know if that's wrong or not, but I definitely know when I thought about it more, I definitely, I think to, to be open, I think it's to be open to examining yourself, to be, you know, to see yourself and to admit when you're wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Right here, then Nick. I think to be a person of openness means to accept and embrace wrongdoing and not to, um, not to think critically or, um, Actually, that's just my short answer. That's it? Yeah. You say what now? Actually to accept what? and embrace wrongdoing. Are you an open person? No. You're not? Oh. Well, keep hanging around with Mark. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> that's her husband. Um, Nick. What do you say, Nick? Um, a person of openness is a liberal. You better answer this. <laughs> <laughs> you get um, fired. I don't know. I don't know. I notice a lot of my friends and peers are really open people, but like, I don't know. But but I, what I mean by that is that like they they tell all their little business and stuff, and it's kind of embarrassing to watch. Um, but I also like all the other responses, like "Ooh, looking at yourself." That's a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. This young lady right here with the hand, and then Jeremiah, and then I'm winding up. I'm a very open person. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Don't I've, tell her your business. <laughs> no, I'm not open. Like, I'm more open, oh. like, um, non-judgmental. You know, like, I'm open to just every... Like, I feel like this church is open. You know, they accept every person, everybody. Like, I think... Um, I don't really know the Bible too much, but I think, like, Jesus would hang out with, like, everybody, you know? He was very open, just so people could see. Like, I think um, a lot of people can't see. Like, I don't think the world's a bad place or anything. Like, um, I think, like, people are kind of bad. Like, people are wicked. I think people that. People kind of bad? Okay. People, people can be really evil, yeah. but I think the world's still a beautiful place. So I'm very open and... Um, 
I have a very strong sense of myself, and I don't, I'm not ashamed of where I've come from. When I look at my parents, I feel like they're very ashamed of where they they come from and who they are and the mistakes they've made. So when I would look at them, I, would, I just wouldn't understand that. And I think it's because they haven't learned from their mistakes. They're still those people making those mistakes. So they're um, not open about it. And then for me, I just could never trust my parents. I never knew who they were, they were the mistakes they made, my younger siblings. Um, you know, we knew nothing about them. My parents are divorced, so I would find everything out about my mom through my dad. So my mom would think I'm, like, clueless, but I'd be like, no, mom, like, I know you're lying because, like, I know the truth. So I would tell my younger siblings, like, <laughs> my one of my little sisters, her, her step, or my stepdad, her dad, he, like, failed out of college, like, multiple times, and his, his dad would just keep paying for him to pass and pass, right? And then my little sister, she goes into college, and then she's doing the same thing. She's failing every single class. Have you single. always been a, open, a person of openness? I've always been open. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, let I mean, me ask a young man right in front of you. What does it mean to be a person of openness? Um, to be honest, I haven't really thought much about it until you guys just started. Um, until I walked in, I guess. You need, um, you need more time? Yeah, I guess I do. We don't have time. <laughs> I don't know what to Ooh, say. You're on the spot, buddy. I am. Yeah. Okay. No answer? No. All right. Jeremiah. I can't wait to hear this. This is Irma's boy. Um, I think I'm pretty open to, I guess, learning new things and how different point of views to see which ones, I guess I compare and contrast to see which one's right. Because like, if I'm talking to an older person, they have more experience and knowledge than I do. And so I feel like I'm open to just learning. Oh, okay. Amazing. And the young lady right here is 15, right? You're 15 or 16? 40. 40, wow. What does it mean to be a person of openness? Um, well, what I said was I think it's kind of weak because... Openness like, is weak? Yeah, because people can know what you... You're more vulnerable to people and you're more vulnerable to, like, the devil. And, like, you don't want... I mean, he knows what you which you are afraid of, and that's why when, like, you think of something too much, it's, um, it starts to become reality, and then you tell other people, and they start to be like, oh, so she's being open with me, so I'm going to do what she says she doesn't like, or what she, like, let's say, I told my friend one time that I didn't like clowns, and then, like, she knew I didn't like clowns, so... She, like, showed me a picture of a clown, and I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, it doesn't bother you? And I was like, no. And she Amazing. was like, you're being open. And I was like, yeah, I was, I, that was a weak moment. Interesting. Did, did, uh, how was your Christmas? What tea? Did Santa Claus bring you anything? My, um, my, I don't want to disrespect little kids. What? No, Santa did not Santa bring you anything? No, my grandpa calls himself Santa. <laughs> Boring. You don't believe in Santa? No, sir. That's why you didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> I always leave my chimney wide open for Santa. <laughs> and I stay up until almost midnight and go to bed so I don't see him. Um, you were really on your way to that question, really. 
openness. Remember when we talked about don't let the left hand, the right hand know what the left hand do or does? Yeah. And it means that you don't hold on to anything. Nothing. You don't hold on to the truth or the lie. You just leave yourself open. And when you leave yourself open, you're open so that God can guide you at all times through all things. Because if you hold on to something, then Satan's going to use that information against you to make you think this situation applies to that same situation that just happened five minutes ago. Because you've learned, it's like learning the Bible, right? When you learn the Bible, the people that learn the Bible, they quote the scripture for everything and nothing is working because they are not empty. They are holding on to the scriptures. Even with uh, wisdom, you shouldn't even hold on to that. When God gives it to you, just live by it. Let it go in and out. Don't let anything be that important to hold on to anything. Uh, with thoughts, uh, the physical, right? The first thing you really need to let go of is stress. Do not hold on to stress. Let, it's going to get to a point where it won't even penetrate inside of you, but until that, just let it go through you. If you feel stress, you feel yourself stressing out under pressure, don't freak out about it. Because after a while, as you do that, you're not holding on to anything. After a while, you won't be affected at all within with stress. You won't be affected. So don't hold on to stress. You see yourself feeling that way? Fine. Relax. Let it go. And you'll get past the situation. But you'll grow and you're protected from it. And the other thing that you have to overcome is the, uh, the psychic. Someone mentioned that. The mind thing is all messed up, right? And so you spend a lifetime unraveling all these things that has happened in the past or you're worried about what's going to happen in the future. If you notice, with the mind, it always makes you think about what has happened or what will happen. It doesn't let you live in the present to, to accept and be whatever is happening. So you got to overcome the psychic. you got to doubt thoughts. And, and, and when they try to remind you of something happened, oh, he raped me when I was 12, right? Let that pass. It ain't no big deal. Your, your, your true self is healing. The spirit that's created in God's image is healing. So don't hold on to the past or the future. It's crazy. It's insane to do that. And that's how Satan tends to get you to do things you don't want to do. He makes you mad at people when you shouldn't be mad. Uh, and he'll make you build up stuff so when you see someone, you're ready to attack. And they don't know what you're talking about. Or whenever he wants you to trip out and want to commit suicide, he'll make you remember something that happened 20 years ago. And it's not even important anymore. But if you believe it is, then you start to feel that it is and you start acting it out. So you got to get past all these memories and stuff like that. Don't hold on to memories. Be open. Just let that stuff go. All right? And the last thing is, 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 um, is spiritual. you got to be open to love and forgiveness. You have to be open to that. I was talking to a, a guy at the gym yesterday, 25 years old, happened to be a black guy, and... Um, he had requested someone for my show to come on in Fallen State. And he was like, I'm like, why should I have this guy on? And he said, well, he'd tell you all about history, all about slavery, and how the blacks need to hook up with one another because we would have more money 
if slavery hadn't happened, I'm like, did they take your money? He's like, well, they took my ancestor's money. I'm like, who? He couldn't name anyone, right? And so finally I asked him, uh, are you, I said, I asked him, do you love white people? He's like, what? <laughs> he was stunned. He, I said, do you love white people? And he would not answer that question. He answered all around the question. And I knew he was going to answer that way because of the teaching he had about this slavery and the way blacks need to stick together and stuff. So I said, man, you're not answering the question. And then I, uh, he wouldn't answer that, so I asked him if he was a Christian. And he was like, no, I'm an African. I came from, I'm an African-American. And I said to him, I didn't ask you that. I asked you if you're a Christian. Well, I'm an African-American. That should answer that, right? I'm like, no, not really. Are you a Christian? He would never answer that question either. And, um, and so one of his friends came walking over near where we were working out. And he said, ask this guy, ask my friend what you just asked me. And uh, I said, okay. So the friend came over. And I said, he want me to ask you if you're a Christian. And, and so I asked him, are you a Christian? He's like, no, F Jesus. Jesus is a sister. Jesus is gay. Jesus is white. That's a European guy. And he's been taught that same stuff, right? So he held on to it, and there's no room for any other information to come at all. No room for the truth. No room for anything. So with the spiritual thing, don't hold on to anything. Just be open with love and forgiveness. Always forgive. Don't hold anything against anyone. He asked me if I loved the white people. I told him yes. And he said, well, how you love them? They don't love you. I said, that's not important to me. I love them. And I asked, well, why don't you love them? He said, because of what they did to my ancestor. I said, but all white people didn't do anything to your ancestor, man. I asked him about the whites in the gym there. He was like, well, these are, these are nice white people. I get along with them. I don't like them. <laughs> I'm like, what a mess. So be open for, with forgiveness and love. You want to always dwell in openness. Don't hold on to anything. Even when we talk here, we fellowship in here, and you wake, something wakes you up, you realize, wow, that's so true. Let that pass. Don't hold on to it. Right? Be, you want to dwell in openness. And I didn't know that until it started happening to me. You know, once you, that's why I'm telling all of you, once you're born again, once you wake up, don't worry. Your mind is being renewed. The way you used to think about things are changing. And everything, you're growing as sons and daughters of God. And his ways and his thoughts are not like the world ways and thoughts, not like the way we've been taught. All right, so just be, like the young lady was saying here, be patient, don't hold on to anything, don't take any. There's nothing on earth that's so important that it should stress you out, it should make you dwell on in your mind, or you should hate. Nothing. Not one thing that is like that. All right? And you will see that life is so simple and so easy. But the world way of life is teaching you to hold on, remember this, and remember that, and study and remember the Bible and remember everything and you end up messing up because no new information can come in. 
So this boy asked me, was I a Christian? I said, yes. And he asked, well, how do you know you're a Christian? What does that mean? Uh, I said, because I can see that I am. He's like, what do you mean by you can see? And because he was into the African religion. And I said that I can see by the light of God. I don't understand what you're talking about. What do you mean the light of God? I never heard that before. Where's the light of God? I said, it's inside of me. But he could not understand. I was speaking in tongues. He could not understand it. Because God's ways are so simple, it's going to blow your mind. He literally doesn't want you to hold on to anything. He just wants you to be. And allow him to operate through you. And he will, I mean, it would just be amazing. It's mind-blowing, really. So openness means to just be open to everything. Let everything pass. Don't hold on to anything. Be grateful, but don't hold on to it. Don't let anything become so important that it stresses you out, it controls you, or it causes you to hate or anything. Because you have the teacher inside of you, and he will bring all things to your remembrance. Even if you're studying for a test, study the test and then go and smoke a joint. <laughs> no, don't smoke a joint. You might forget the test. But study the test and then go your way. When it's time to sit, especially if you don't have anger, when it's time to sit, sit and do the test, it'll, you'll just remember it. You'll knock it out just like that. But if you stress out over it, when it's time to do it, you're worried now and thinking about if you're going to pass or not, competing with the other kids. And you know how some kids do a test, they get up and leave the test room real quick. You're like, what? <laughs> now you're really stressing, thinking that they're smarter than you and they got it, right? But nothing is that important, all right? So be a person of openness. Don't make yourself be that way, though. Um, it will happen as you're growing. Your mind is being renewed. Every thought is a lie, and you will see that every thought is a lie. But the beauty is you're going to be guided by the voiceless voice, by love. All right? This guy couldn't believe I didn't hate my enemy. What do you mean you don't hate your enemies? Mm-hmm. But you don't hate anyone because you, God is your father, and he's of love, and he doesn't hate. He does correct, meaning that he'll let you suffer as long as you need to suffer. But he doesn't hate you for what you are. So be a person of openness, all right? That makes sense? Any questions about that? And I noticed all the answers I got was worldly answers. You, you notice that? Oh, I don't tell my business. Uh, my mama ate my ice cream. But what it is, that's going to change, though. You're going to live in the world. You're going to be in it, but not of it. And the way you see things, the way you understand the logic that you live by, which would be of God, all those worldly answers that you have would disappear. He's renewing your mind. All right? So that's what it means to be open. Stress-free, not involved with imagination, not remembering all all this crap that happened in the past. In reality, it doesn't even exist. Whatever happened. Your body has healed already. It's just your soul was connected from God. Now the soul coming back and the soul being healed. So why bring it up and dwell on it and destroy yourself about it? All right? Or when I speak something that makes sense or your neighbor speaks something or a friend, oh, wow, that's cool. That makes sense. And be done with it. All right? Don't try to remember it at all. You have a teacher. He will remember all things as needed. Yes, sir. 
Right here, Gemma. So I went to a pain management clinic one time, and this just relates to what you're talking about. They're saying that a lot of people, they're in pain, and pain doesn't always equate to damage. So somebody's like, oh, it hurts my back to tie my shoes. When tying your shoes isn't hurting your back, but you're in pain like that because if you're uh, – your, your mind remembers the pain, so it's hypersensitive. Absolutely. And I feel like it's kind of that way spiritually. And then there's animals. They get hit by a car or whatever, a deer. They just get up. They keep on going. And, you know, they don't really have, like, that stress or some, something in the wild, like a prey. They're not worried about a predator trying to eat them. They just get away from it and then go about their day eating grass or whatever they're doing. Absolutely, man. And then uh, they're talking about animals that stressed out a lot, like baboons. They uh, noticed they died a lot quicker because they're worried about social hierarchies, this, that, and the third, and none of it really mattered. That's right. Absolutely. You're going to see, as you're growing, be patient, you're getting there, right? You're going to see that. Um, after a while, you're going to wonder, why did I get stressed out about that situation? Normally, I would be stressed out. But the only reason you get stressed out about a situation, you think on it. And once you think on it, you start feeling it. And once you feel it, now you got to act out in some kind of way. Get high, go curse somebody out, or work overtime, or do something to try to make yourself feel better. Let it go. There's nothing that important that you should hold on to. All right? Any questions about that at all? That makes sense? Yes, James. And you're right. Just relax. How come you won't relax and let go? You're not a person of openness, yeah. Well, I I guess I thought it meant something different. Oh. Yeah. I definitely didn't think it meant what you just explained. Another way to, when a question is asked, and the first answer comes to your head, I will let that pass. Because that's Satan answering the question for you so that God will not reveal it to you because you think you already have it. And he gets involved with everything. So... The first question that comes, the answer that comes to your mind, it's the wrong answer. And that way, and I'm telling you this that way because the more you do that, the more you start to doubt Satan. And he'll get further away from you. And God said that my children should know my voice uh, because his voice is a voiceless voice. He revealed and Satan talked to you. And Satan get involved with everything. No matter what you think it or want to do, he's involved with it. So doubt every thought, all right? Just doubt every thought. Um, Oh, I'm sorry, James. You talked about how, like, the the rapist, I mean, the person, the person who was raped should forgive and will be healed from it. Yes. There's a there's an accuser of that guy Epstein who was accused of running a rape ring or something, and she said to the media that she would never get over it. Or she would never be healed from it. She probably won't. Yeah. I wonder when she be healed once you get some of that money, though. <laughs> oh, I'm healed. <laughs> Ladies, you don't need to be running around crying rape. All right? Forgive, and then if you see that some action need to be taken, you will see the right action to take. Same thing with the men. When the, men, when the ladies rape you guys, don't be hating the rape. <laughs> The guy like, rape me. (laughs) 
But don't hate. And you would God really he would guide you on what and if actually you need to take. Don't worry, but don't trip about and your body will heal, your soul will heal because you're with God, you didn't hate, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It really will. Uh, amazing. Let me just finish with James. Yes. Yeah, I have some questions from online that are not necessarily related. So um He Black asks Where's Joel? Joel's so black, I don't even see him. I think he's he's, in the back. Oh, okay. He's not feeling well, right? Right, yeah. Uh, He asks, how do I deal with lazy co-workers in a teamwork-oriented workplace? Teamwork-oriented. Just be honest with them, but don't hate them. You should always be honest. You should speak up. I was in line at the market the other day, and I hate going to the market. So I went right and got what I needed and got in line, about three or four people ahead. And this foreigner guy was up there talking to the cash register lady about some stupid stuff. And, and everybody, like, rolling their eyes. <laughs> I'm like, hey, move it. <laughs> and he jumped. And then he went on to pay the lady. He said, why don't you just be happy? To me, right? I said, I am happy that you're moving. <laughs> you should speak up, but don't hate. <laughs> Everybody was cracking up in the line, too. When I said, I am happy that, that you're moving. He was talking about some stuff. Hold up the line. They didn't have anything to do with anything. But he wanted me to be happy. Anyway. Was Nothing Real asks, does God not want us to care about the world at all? Not at all. Not one iota. The world belongs to Satan. But what God does want you to do to be the light of the world so that those who are lost can see their way back home, back to the Father. He doesn't want you to care about the world. All right? But he does want you to be the light, be the love, so so that he can bring love into the earth through you. That's what he cares about. That's what he wants. All right? But he doesn't want you to be like in the world. Okay. Let me ask one more question. This is a question with a story. Kanan McGee asks, what does it mean to be close to your father? I told my grandma that Satan was her daddy, and she <laughs> turned my father against me. I I'm went to forgive him before, but now he won't talk to me anymore. Just don't hate him. You'll be fine. That's what it means to be close. Because when you don't hate the son, it means you don't hate the father. When you don't hate the, your earthly father, then you can naturally love God. All right? You don't have to hang out with him, but just don't be mad at him. He can't help it. He really can't help it. All right? This young lady here, yes. Is this your first time here? No, second time. Oh, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How's life? Life, um, okay. Okay. What could be better? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think if the economy gets better, I think there's... So too- money will make you better? I mean, it's easier, no? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you, did you say, I don't know? What do you think? I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm asking I don't you. think money... If you notice the people with money, they're only getting worse. But, like, I mean, the more but, so-called power they but, get and the more so-called money they get, they're, they're worse because they haven't found what they're looking for. But and those what they're are looking for is peace. Satan is their daddy. How yes. about... How about people that Satan is not their daddy? 
It would be different, I think. If you just do what's in front of you, it's so amazing. If you just do what's in front of you, you'll be fine. Right, if I like you, that. If you realize you have a roof over your head, right. your bills are paid, you have sound mind and good health, that's all you need for right now. And the next moment, whatever your needs are, they mm. will be met. It's so interesting. So I, I don't like worry that. about it. You know, um, Mr. Uh, Peterson, I do like the fact that you say stay in the moment. That's, and, you know, I think I find it very useful. Very what? Very useful. Yes. There is nothing like living in the present. It mm-hmm. is it is it's a reality that is mind blowing, really. It's amazing. Right. And you haven't seen anything yet. It gets better because you're growing like a child will grow. Mm-hmm. You're growing in the spirit and your father is taking care of you. And um to your defense I teach you're teaching to my child. Almost every day when I listen to you, you come up with some idea I implement her that idea to my daughter that stay you know stay for a moment be in the world but don't be of it yes and um when she comes about it you know she talked about school and other stuff i said just be in it don't be of it if, and if I, you I become use your, that way as mm-hmm. you becoming how old is she uh 15 yeah as you becoming that way mm-hmm. she will see that in you and she's going to naturally become that way because she won't hold any anger toward you. As long right. as she's not angry at you and her father, she can't help but become that way. Right. And so, because I don't want people to try not to be in the world, right? You have to be renewed, and you'll be in it, but not of it. You don't want to put forth effort not being of it. You just want to let it happen naturally, and it will. Mm. It's kind of challenging, I think, for the kids going to school because um, I think they are very liberal, very anti-God. Um, yeah. And I think they're unfortunate. Is she in a public school? Yeah. Why don't you take her out? You know, um, there's no good private school that I think would be better. <coughs> well, school. schooler. Her soul is more valuable than I, education. You know, I thought about that, and, and I discussed that with her yesterday. However, um, again, the liberal school that she needs to go get some degree, they don't value that. And also, if she goes home school, we talk about that, then she has to go online, take online classes, which are very liberal, that um, they want her private phone number. They want a teacher, online teacher, contact her, not me. I noticed that she's taking one of the class, college classes, they don't even let me enroll her. So in order for your daughter to be homeschooled, she has to be taught online? I, I think so. I, I talk, actually, there has I, to be a way for you to do it without her being taught online. Um, even, I, I thought about that. I think still government is involved, that they, there is a class that she, you know, she's very, she has a lot of high classes. And um, don't quote me for that, but I think she has to take, like, let's say, AP Physics 2. I can teach her. And she needs to have somebody teach her that's going to be online. I think you might be looking at the wrong program. I'm not 100% sure because I know other people who are homeschooling their kids and they're not being taught online. They have the mother they're teaching or, or the neighbor or somebody. I mean, Let's I go right here and find out. Come back with the mic. Sorry. Um, there was, we were talking yesterday, we went to a family function 
and we were talking to her, and she homeschools her child, and she, they call, they have, she goes 22 days, her son is 22 days homeschool, and they get packets. She works with him, yeah. and then they have what's called an HST homeschool teacher that she then takes them to the office, or I think she says they even meet at, at a Panera. She goes through all the, the teacher goes through all the paperwork, and she actually gets um, like a stipend of like she just got one for like fifteen hundred dollars to take him on field trips. We can get that information. Yeah, give him, give it to her. And, and her son yeah, is like thirteen. There, she and he's does fifteen, like your daughter. He's a, he's a yes, and she was a teacher. Yeah. She had went to school. She doesn't do that anymore, so that's why she homeschools him. And then he does like acting and stuff, but she. Um, she works with him on everything there, and she do, he doesn't do anything online. What do they? Uh, the I'll find that information yeah, we'll and we'll let. I got yeah. an here, but yeah, make sure you give her that information. You got to start protecting the kids. That's for sure, because they're destroying them at the schools. What Jesse says when my son when my son was um, in sixth grade, I had him in a Christian school, and I thought Christian, he you know the best thing for him. And they had me test him for ADHD. That's awesome. Did the whole thing. I spent like the $2,000. So it's just myself, my, my sister and my mom. And it's the principal, the, all the big wigs. And they're like, okay, he's gonna, he is diagnosed with ADHD, whatever. So they're going to put him on Ritalin and all this stuff. And I said, uh, no. no, we're not going to do that. Right on. And she was like, well, the principal has the nerve to tell me, well, so you're telling me if he had cancer, you wouldn't give him medicine to... And I said, you know what? I'm, it's shameful that you are here in a Christian environment from God and you want me to drug my son. I said, no. That's what you're right. going to do is you're going to modify his work. I'm going to modify... I'm going to do... And my whole family did. So no, they're not. And Jesse's absolutely right. They have... Their agenda has nothing to do with the with the welfare of the child. And right. So make yeah. sure you take your kids. Mr. Out. Peterson, they hired two Sorry. mental health in high school. So what now? Two mental health. You did what now? In the high school, they hired two mental health, quote unquote, evaluate, and um, yeah, take your kids out of there. It, because the mental health person is mental. Did, 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 yeah. Have you noticed that the mental did, health person recommended medication for you, and nothing is wrong. You know, they, they, when I was growing up, nobody cared about my feelings. The school, as long as you do your homework, you're getting good grades. Yeah. Or you get bad grades, there's no way they give you extra point for anything. You're just bad. You, you know, they That's tell the right. parents your kids are stupid. And well, I got to move on, but okay. you're absolutely right. Things have changed. I remember when I was in school, if I got an F, I got an F. And I got an F most of the time. I did luck out, though, and get an A one time. It was true and false. And uh, I made this A. I did true and false stuff. I don't know how it happened. And I got an A, and I'm like, yeah, I got an A. And everybody in the classroom knew it. And they couldn't figure out how I got the A. I guessed at the true and false. <laughs> Excuse me. But I guessed at it. And I'm like, Whoa. I got an A. I will always remember that A. <laughs> I remember once I, and then I'm done. I remember once I, uh, they were having a basketball game that Friday night. And so the teacher told us Thursday, study for this exam. We're going to have a test tomorrow, Friday, right? But it was a basketball game, and I wanted to go to the game. My best friend stayed home. He became a doctor. 
You stay home and <laughs> you stay home and study. And I said, No, I'm going to the game, man. I ain't. And so that next day, I made an F on the test, and everybody knew that because we had a small class, and they were laughing at me. I'm like, I don't care. I had fun last night <laughs> at the game. So it's not a big deal. Take your kids out, all right? Um, you had your hand real fast. Okay. So I was going to talk a little bit about the openness. Um, I did understand it a different way, like she said. I, because I'm, I, if it's in that sense, I'm really open. But I think that, and I, this is a really important topic, I think, for a lot of people, and maybe that, that's why it needs to be brought up, that there's a lot of people that think about openness. And I don't know how you call it, but maybe some people call it openness. Uh, that people talk about too, way too fast about their things, about yes. everything they're going through. And that thing yeah. in that sense, that's how I took it. And I, I guess, well, basing upon like what they're answering, that's how they <laughs> took it. So maybe yeah. that's an important topic to pinpoint and say, okay, this is not openness. This is something else. And why is it getting distorted with the openness, with quote unquote openness? Because yeah. that's what I, I deal with. You make a horrible mistake when you go on TV. Or you go to some forum and you tell all your little business. Or I had sex with three ladies last night. One of them was married. I couldn't help it. Now the whole world judging you for life. You know what I'm saying? Don't be telling your business out there. Really. So how do you call that? If it's that's not openness, how will you say it? Like, well, if you Just have... tell them all your business so the world can judge you. <laughs> And when you get ready to run for president, they will remind you of it. You know what I'm saying? And if you notice that, I know I used to go to a forum where uh, the men and women would tell all their little business at that forum. And, and then 20 years went by, and some people were still judging some of those folks. They had changed, but they were still being judged for it. And they were talking about those people behind their backs, telling other people this stuff, you know. So don't do it. That's why in our men's forum, in our latest form, you're not allowed to talk about it. Once that meeting is over, you can't call up, Child, I didn't know you did that. <laughs> I didn't know you cheated. You know, you can't do that. Because if you do, you're banned from it. Because people do have stuff they want to get out, but it has to be done in a way where you're not judged. And people don't hold it. Because you change. Life changes. But it's, isn't it, that falling into fear? So what now? Like he said, like, isn't like, uh, no wanting to say something, it's holding, I don't know if it's fear, maybe I'm wrong, but like holding it to fear, like I'm not going to say this because they're all going to take it back on me. Isn't no, that... I'm not going to say it because it's not their business. Okay. So, I mean, we should go, in all honesty, if we had perfect parents, as we were growing up, we would talk to our parents about things. But once you become an adult, then God takes over. He guides you, right? You would talk to him, but a little something happened, you find a wiser man or lady to talk to or something like that, wise person, you can get some feedback like that. But you're really not supposed to be exposing yourself to the world. They use it against you. Yeah. And because I think that's their daddy what... is Satan. And so it's not fear. You just don't... You That fear might be telling you, don't tell your business up in here because you're being... You that's will I be think dead. what I thought about openness because I deal with it. Right. So I thought it into myself because I deal with like saying my business too much 
And then I was like, oh, am I putting fear by not saying my business? Like, like I think somebody said that. And then I'm like, I don't know if that's actually fear or if it's actually working for myself, too. No, it, it could work against you. Yeah. It really can. Because let's say you said, oh, I'm a thief at work. You say, I'm uh, in a forum somewhere, yeah. and some of the coworkers are there. And you say, I'm a thief. I can't help it. <laughs> I steal all the time. The next day when you get to work, everybody hiding their wallets and purses. Oh, here come that thief. Or even if they try to be nice about it, you know, like they pat their back pocket and see the wallets here. <laughs> go to your husband. Go to God and let it go. All right? Just don't resent yourself for it. Yeah. The world can't help you anyway. Yeah. They have nothing to offer you but medication. I do resent myself for it, but I'm trying to let it go. But yeah. Stop telling your business. Uh, yeah. Don't tell them. <laughs> all right? Um, yes, sir. And then here, then we got it in, all right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So I said that there was two types of openness, but now I hear that there's like three now. Because there's the, the one you're talking about is like open-minded, like, you know, be open to God, be open to you're other open from others. within. Yeah. And then there's being open, like being way too honest about yourself. Like she said, you know, like I feel like people do that on social media a lot. Like they take pictures of their food and, you know, it's, it's just like Yeah, they put much. too much information on yeah. social media. No one cares most of the time. Yeah, they take, they Why talk do I about, want to know what you have for dinner? Yeah, it's like, come on. And then, and, then there's, and then there's being open, like being honest with people, like telling them the truth, which I think is a good kind of being open. Yeah, speak yeah. up, but don't resent. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I see now there's three, but I'm open to maybe there being more than three. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, I think there's three. Just don't hold on to anything. Exactly, yeah. Don't hold on to stress. Yeah. Don't hold on to memories. Don't hold on to anything. Yeah. Don't let anything become that you're so attached to it that you can't let it go. Yeah. All right? It, because if it become that important to you, it will control you. It really will. Yeah, All right. Last word. Uh, uh, I, I have a statement or a question or whatever. I have something to say. You should say you got a pick of the bone, right? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, when, I, when I'm dating my girlfriend now, we've been together for five months, and at first she didn't like me because I was just honest with her. It was very, it's a contrast for her. She didn't like me. She's like, oh, who's this prick telling me what I got? She called you a prick. Yeah. I didn't care. It didn't bother me. Because she needed to hear it. At that phase of her life, she was lost. She was like an inch away from going into Satan's world. And, you know, at first, like, oh, this guy's a prick because he's always, like, telling people the truth. He's very cocky. I'm like, well, I have a reason to. You know, I've overcame all that, the fallen state and all that stuff. So now that we're together, she's starting to pick, she's starting to realize, okay, maybe he's on to something. And I, I'm always telling her that the traumas that she came through is the same thing. You, you got to let it go. It's just, yeah. it's, it is what it is. Let it go to mind. All the thought, you can let it go. Yeah, and that's let what I tell be. her. I'm like, you need to let it go. They couldn't. Are you living with her? You live it with her. It's you, a long story. Uh, you are a prick. <laughs> yeah. It's no wonder she called you a prick. Yeah, it's a... It's a so you telling your girlfriend the truth about things, and you live it with her. Well, her situation... I need a drink. 
Uh, <laughs> hey. Um, How do you going to tell her the truth of you living with her? Well, she was she was on the verge. You still in the father's state? Eh, kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm slowly but surely getting out of it, but sit next to Raymond. <laughs> But she was on the verge of being homeless, that's why. So I was like... There's no reason to take her in your place. That's messed up. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring it on, bring it on, I know. <laughs> so, and then, what was I going? I got so distracted by the insults, I forgot what I was going to say. Bring it about. And I'm, sure the, cha- the and I'm sure the chat's going off right now, too. So... Uh, what a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do I do other than kick her out and stop being a beta male about it? But <laughs> what do I do? Like, just keep being an example for her until she overcomes it? But you're or? not being an example. Well, what do I do? <laughs> to, you suffer and die. Yeah. But what, what can I suggest for her to, <laughs> to do the right thing, man? Yeah. You're using her for your own needs, you know no, that, right? Not. Yes, you are. No, if you were not, she wouldn't be in your place and not married to her. Nah. Especially since you overcome the fallen state. Yeah. Nah. No, you lying right. to yourself. No. What do you mean? No, nah, you don't know the story, that's why. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> see, I told more? you I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> but it's a long story. I'd rather not get into it. All right. Um, but do the right thing, all right? I, 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 I know what the right She doesn't have family out here? She does, but they're nuts. Well, send her home to her family. Their family's nuts, man. That's not your problem. Even, her mom, even her mom doesn't like me, so. I don't blame her, mother. You literally were <laughs> talking about the truth. That's um, yeah. But you're talking about the truth, but yet you are not sending that example. Her mother's not going to like you. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah. Um, All right. So, what can I just. How can I advise her to, what more can I do? Uh, do this. I advise you <laughs> to move. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> I advise you to move now. <laughs> okay, so obviously it's not going to be the. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. Well, do the silent prayer. You'll see what to do. Yeah. Do the right thing, all right? I, all right. This young man right here has a question for me. Yes, sir. Which one? Right there. I'll, I'll have a question. Are you sure? Sure. Uh, we're about to end the meeting. Anything was this helpful for you at all? Won't be helpful. Was this meeting helpful at all? Oh, um, I I like the beginning of it. The question about openness. Yes. But um, I really don't have any questions. Did no. you did you do did you forgive your mother yet? Yeah. You went to her. Um. I don't think there was ever reason for me to forgive my mother. I think she's always been the perfect mother. I don't think I hold any resentment towards That's her. That's a reason to forgive her. So listen, I asked you, did you forgive her? You said yes. And then I asked, did you go to her? You uh-huh. said, I don't think there's a reason to forgive her. If you forgave her, what did you, what did you forgive her for if there's no reason to go and forgive her? Hmm. How old are you? 25. Oh, you're 25? You look much younger, man. Um... So your mother made no mistakes with you at all? Mistakes? Yeah. I, uh, when you say forgive, I think I forgave her when I was probably 17. For what? Just, um, I always thought that she could have done more. Yeah. Did you tell her that? Yes, I did. And what did she say? She didn't understand, but, um, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to hold on to it. I don't think I hold any anger towards, yeah. towards my mom. So you went to her at 17 and said, hey, you could have done more? Yes. And what did she say? Nothing. Oh, she didn't? Yeah. And are you close to your father? Father? Uh, I hold anger towards my father still. Oh, and why? Yeah. Just um, my parents are divorced now. And I, uh, I still get angry at him because uh, he's still trying to talk to my mother. He's still, uh, I, I think he made bad decisions. I know it's the right thing to forgive him. Whenever I'm around him, it's still very easy to get angry. So, so something you're I have to mad work at out. him because they divorced? Not that they divorced, but um, I, I wish he would understand why they got divorced. And, you, uh, you want to understand why? I think I want him to understand why. I feel like he still doesn't understand why. When, why do you think that? He didn't treat her well. But now, actually, that I'm thinking about it, um, I, I, I always thought that my dad did all the wrong things. But hearing all the stories here, and uh, the past week, I've been talking to a lot of people, and I've been getting the idea that maybe my mom was unfair for divorcing him. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so what did your father do to you? To me? Nothing. I really so feel like now I, him? I don't have a right to be angry at him. Right. I, I was hearing the story about him, right? Yeah. And I, and I thought to myself, I have no right to be angry at him or really anyone because I've, I've been so lucky in my life. Right on. That's amazing. So will you go and tell him that? I did. Uh, we had a big talk a month ago. Yeah. And you said, Father... I'm sorry for resenting you. You didn't do anything to me, and I was wrong to hate you and be mad at you. I didn't say that. I just said that I'm sorry for being so mad at you. I'm trying to, and I said that I'd try and uh, be less angry with them. And what did he say? He said, okay. You know that the anger that you have for him is your mother's anger. It's not your own because he didn't do anything to you. I think you're right. So you need yeah. to forgive your mother for it's, setting you up like that. It's weird. I've, uh, I've never thought about it, but now that you, you say it, I, f I feel like you might be right. I always blame my dad, but um, what maybe I'm thinking now, the stuff that he did, was, was it that bad? Yeah. And especially since he didn't do anything to you, whatever was going on with them was between them. And your mother is not an easy person to deal with. And uh, your father didn't know how to handle her because she's just like his mother. He's married, he was married to his mother, right? And so instead of your mother being honest, saying, you know what, son? Your father and I love you. Our fight is against, uh, it's between us and not you. Your father loves you. And instead of telling you that, she played victim and made you identify with Jeez, her. I think you were right. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Amazing. That's a miracle. It's funny, I've, I've watched your, your videos, right? And um, I always would hear the story about the guy who had the bad mom, and I would always think, my mom was perfect, that uh, she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything bad to me. I, huh, I still have to think some more on it. Yeah, when she turned you against your father, that was bad. It doesn't get any worse than that. Wow. Uh-huh. We just had church. That made sense, though, huh? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. Why, why didn't I ever think about it, though? It seems, it seems so, so obvious now. Because you never really asked the question of yourself, like, what's missing here? 
if you start asking questions, the answer will come. So you just never ponder that because you identify with her. And she played a victim. You thought she was a victim and your father's a bad guy. So you just never thought it through. That's all. You never wonder what really happened. Because if you ever wonder to get to know yourself, God will always show you what's going on. Always. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you just never really pondered that. You took your mother's word at it. That's true. And so, but that's all right. But it's right there. That's why you can see it just like that because it's in you to know. Wow, that's so funny. <laughs> I knew what you oh. mean. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Yeah, it is. That's why your uncle brought you here. Really? He wanted you to overcome mama. It was his idea. Oh, what? Amazing. <laughs> That's why God sent you. Yeah, his mom is my sister. She's, she's super sweet. She's the nicest person. Those are the worst kind. Huh? Well, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's unfair how my mom treated my, my dad. Yeah. Huh. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely, man. You ever seen nothing yet? He's going to show you more. But now you need to go and forgive your mother for turning you away from your father. Yeah, that's true. I'll see her in one week, so. I'm from, I live in the, in the East Coast. Oh, okay. I'm here for vacation, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Isn't that amazing, Ark? What do you think about that? I'm not, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> she's so nice, huh? She was the sweetest, caring sister. She was like a mother to me. Those are the worst kind. <laughs> they, they can be. They'll steal your blood and sell it back to you. Okay, well. <laughs> Those nice mommies are the worst ones. So I don't know all the details, but I trusted her because she's my blood. Right. And they always got along. And so for us to build a connection... I knew that he was close to his mom, so that's how we built that connection. Right. We kind of pushed his father out of, like, out of the equation. That might have been a bad idea. Yeah, that was horrible. I yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't talked about any of the divorce since, since it happened. We've just been talking about politics and all the everyday stuff. This is the first time um, I've seen him talk about it. Right on. It was meant to be. God is bringing you back home, man. Now your life will be amazing. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. What are you thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? I feel guilty now because me and my me and my uh, sisters, we would always say like, um, even when when we were younger, that uh, yeah, they're probably gonna get divorced eventually. But now that I'm thinking about it, there is really no reason to. People can always work things out. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad for my father now. Amazing. Yeah. And if I had to, and it did come from my mom. Yeah. Wow. Without a doubt. It's all the same, huh? Yeah. All the same. It doesn't oh. matter if you're Asian. <laughs> and they said miracles don't happen. That's a miracle. He's awakened. I once was blind, but now I see. I, I know how you feel too, man. I've been to, I was, when I when God allowed me to see it, blew my mind too. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that. That's what was holding me back. That my mother was deceiving me like that. 
Okay, so can we clear it up and make sure he understands that his mom isn't a bad person? She Your mom is a herself. bad person. No, no, no. <laughs> she just couldn't help herself. Your She's mother. a woman, right? She's a woman, and so she couldn't help herself. She got emotional. We know all that, but she's a bad person. She's not an angel. And don't talk him out of it, all right? Let him go through the whole process. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, is it good for him to hate his mother? Well, or just wait, no? No, he doesn't hate her. Now he got to he's seen now. So I know he where can... the anger from, uh, toward my dad comes from. Yes. That's all. Okay. Absolutely. It's not, it doesn't come from my dad. That's right. It didn't. So don't talk to him, because that's his sister. Don't let him talk to you out of it. Let me know, okay? <laughs> he's not going to hate her. He's going to go and deal with her now the right way. No, he's a smart kid. He'll do what he... Right. But uh, I think I'm starting to hate my dad, and that's bad. That's it really is. Bad. You can't love God when you hate your father. Mm-hmm. All right? So have a talk with your mother, and let, you know her, let her know you see what she did. Yeah. I think it's more important to have a talk with, with, with my dad. Absolutely. Yeah, that's way more important. Yeah. But you need to have one with her, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. And don't talk about it, all right? No, I've, I've been hands off. I've been oh, hands off. Can't? I see it now. I think, um, I, think I'm, I think I'm pretty sure what I have to do. All right. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad you brought him, man. No, he brought himself. It's none of my business. Now he invited himself. not going to like you anymore. <laughs> I mean, his mama not going to... No, oh, I'm nice I'm, to you. No, this, I, have, I have 13 nieces and nephews. He's the first one. She's the smartest one because he's actually here. She has I'm 13 working. kids? I have, I have four siblings. So between oh, them, oh, I see what there's saying. 13 of them. And eventually, you need to come through here. Right on. He's the first one because he's smart. Right on. Well, praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to end, right? So I want to say happy... Happy New Year. Here's my theme for this year. And the reason that I have it is that um, I want you to be aware because it's that awareness that changes everything. Really. It changes your whole life. He brings you into his world and he worked your life out for you. Really. So my, my, uh, I read last night in the Bible where it says this guy was sitting, sitting, and I mentioned this before, he was sitting at a gate waiting for Jesus, looking for Jesus to come. They had heard that Jesus was coming. So he was sitting by the gate, just waiting and watching, watching, looking for Jesus, right? And when Jesus came, he was able to recognize him. Likewise, my theme this year, be watchfulness. All right? Just be aware. Be aware of the thoughts. Don't put your energy into them. Let them pass. When you see people doing evil things like Nancy Pelosi, just watch her, <laughs> because the mind's going to want to make you judge her, right? But don't judge her. You'll see that she's wrong. You'll see the evil. And then if there's something to do about it, you will see what to do. I want you this year, I recommend this year that you become the person that watches. So and watch yourself, and you'll see what's going on in the world around you, all right? Just watch those thoughts and let them go. Be a person of openness this year. All right, let stress pass. Let uh, um, all those memories and stuff that Satan tried to remind you of, let all that stuff go. Um, and just let love and forgiveness operate through you. And that's the spirit of God. And this time next year, all of you are going to be walking on water. 
Really, you haven't seen anything. Because you don't know what your mind cannot comprehend the things of God. So you don't have, you don't know what's going to happen. It's so amazing how much I've grown over these last years. I had no idea it was even existent or that it was possible. And that's what's going to happen to you. He wake you up and then he start your home. Now he cutting, the, uh, he killing the fatted calf and he's feeding you. He's just glad you're back home. He's not holding anything against you, nothing. If you robbed a bank, that's your problem. <laughs> All right. And so he's not holding anything. So don't you hold anything against yourself, and do not hold anything against others. Just be and watch. And it'll become a natural way of living, and it'll be amazing because that's the light of God guiding you, all right? So the theme this year is be watchfulness. Just take your time and be all right. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't, don't let anything or anyone be so important you become attached to it. And now you're sitting by the dock of the bay waiting for the time to go by, right? The tide to go by, all right? So that's the theme for this year. So I want to, uh, what we're going to do is, I got to let these people go online. We're going to do the offering, and then we're out of here, right? So thank you all for tuning in. Remember that we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Uh, call in, set up an appointment. You can do it by Skype, phone, or if you're in the area, you come on in. We can do it that way. Um, this Thursday night, this coming Thursday, what's today? Sunday. This coming Thursday is the first Thursday of the month. Do you guys want to have a meeting this month or next month? Because you're going to be celebrating the first of the year on Wednesday night. Right? right? Yeah. And some of you. On Wednesday night. Tuesday night's a party. So Tuesday night is New Year's Eve, and the people party into Monday. I mean, Wednesday. When is the first of you of uh, January? When is uh, what am I asking? Party Tuesday, recover Wednesday. Oh, okay. So we will have it then. All right, we'll have the men's form. Our first men's form this year, this Thursday night, the first of the month, and then the third Thursday night for ladies only. I know we'll be ready for that. I'm sorry. It's come along good. I had to. What I did was I got a new realtor to help me. Yeah, so I had to get one to help me. More of an aggressive one. Yeah. And so we should, as, I don't know what, what's going to happen right here because we're supposed to be out at the end of this month. So right now I'm hiding from the manager. <laughs> Whenever he come over or call, I'm not home. <laughs> you know how black people know how to hide. <laughs> so we're just dealing with it. I will keep you updated. As soon, there's one down the road that I really want to try to get. And uh, I will keep you updated. We do have the money now to put down on the building, so that's not a holdback. We just have to get that building, and we'll be out of here. And again, thank you all for that. That's mind-blowing. All right? So is the men's form going to be here? Yeah, the men's form is right here, uh, first Thursday of this of next month at 7 p.m. And the landlord's not going to come through and kick us out? <laughs> not while all of us are here. <laughs> oh, he's going to leave. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Real beta. Beta, man. But he's nice. <laughs> he's nice. But so thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to donate to the nonprofit. All right. We absolutely appreciate it. 
Any other announcement, Ernest? That's it. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all for coming. This was fun today. I appreciate it.